Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. First off, though, I want to welcome back to the program uh, North Carolina Congressman Dr. Greg Murphy. Uh, welcome, sir. How are you? Hey, Pete. Good afternoon. Hope you're doing well. I am. Uh, I am. I w- got a couple things to get to with you. First, I got to tell you, uh, way back during the COVID uh, pandemic, uh, you, you gave me a phrase, building the plane while we're flying it. And um, when I went and met with my own physician and I, I relayed that sentiment and I actually it turned into a fight. She didn't believe that was true. And it got me in some trouble with my doctor. So thanks for that, oh, Congressman. <laughs> she didn't believe that? What, no. What the hell did she believe? I, mean, I don't know. Goodness. She literally says to me, who told you that? I said, what, what do you mean? Like the, a doctor? I said, because he's a doctor. And she's like, yeah, who, who told you that? I said, well, Congressman Dr. Greg Murphy. <laughs> she didn't believe it. So she's trying to get me to take the booster well, shot. That was what it came down to. Well, uh, <laughs> well, I can't count you on that, but let's... Uh... I'll be happy to chat with her. No, no, it's just it was <laughs> odd. I just, but it stuck with me. I thought it was. I thought it really was a good summation of where we were, and I was frankly surprised sure. anybody disagreed. So, um, anyway, well, I am too. Yeah, I am too. Uh, all right. Well, first off, um, real quick, did, I got to ask you before we get to some of the budget stuff. Did you watch the debate last night? Because some of the budget stuff did come up in the second hour. Well, I was uh, I, I was actually uh, doing voting stuff and some of the other stuff, so I only caught a, small, a, a few small clips of it. Okay, so the what what I like about um, where we are now, it seems like there's some sort of a uh, a return to like a normal budgeting process, right? Like this was one of the yeah. big fights that the House was having because for too long we end up with these omnibus spending bills where everything gets thrown in, and then you get like you know two hours to read a billion pages. And you got to vote for it or against it. And uh, now it seems like we're actually going through more of a, a, a normal budgeting process. Is that accurate? Yeah, Pete. Yeah, it, it, absolutely, Pete. We're trying to do this the way we're actually supposed to do this, rather than just cram everything into this big, huge stew pot. Um, this has been, it's proven us to be a little bit harder than anticipated. But, you know, good stuff is always hard to get through. Uh, but we're trying to do it in the way you're supposed to do it. You know, our state of North Carolina has a balanced budget, so you have to do that. We don't have that in the U.S., which we did. But um, it's just trying to push the 12 appropriations bills through. That's what we're working towards. Right. And so these are the 12 appropriations bills, right? They are always the same, right? They're, I'm not going to ask you. It's not a pop quiz. I'm not going to ask you for all 12 of them. You may know them. but um, good. All right. Because <laughs> I don't know them either. I wouldn't be able to tell you if you were wrong. So, uh, but, th- but these are standard, right? These are always the same standard yes. kind of categories? Yes, yes. We do through the same ones. We're supposed to do the same ones pretty much every cycle. All right. And so you're involved Have you, You're involved in, in how many of those? Uh, I'm not on the Appropriations Committee. And so what we do is we submit requests to the Appropriation Committee, things that are, are district central. Primarily what we're doing is, um, in my office, we're doing community um, uh, programs are also doing things with the military, mm-hmm. and we just submit them to uh, appropriators under their specific jurisdiction, make arguments as to why or why not they should be included, and just kind of hope for the best. So I'm not on the appropriations committee. Right. So when you say hope for the best, is that 
I mean, is that literally all you can do? Or <laughs> like, well, yeah, no, we yeah. lobby for it. No, absolutely, no, we lobby for these things. We tell we tell the committee and the specific what they call cardinal. Uh, they they have funny names where each of the top appropriators they're called cardinals, um, and they're not popes. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and uh, why well, they they control a specific area of appropriation, and basically you try to make your case for why this should be funded. Not all of them are going to be funded, nor would I expect them to be. So we just push through and uh, try to do the best we can. That's all. And how successful have you been at that so far? Oh, we've uh, we've been actually pretty successful. Uh, we've got 137 million uh, for our military, Camp Lejeune, uh, Cherry Point, Newbury Air Station are in our district, and that takes up really the bulk of our request. Few other ones uh, as far as communities and stuff. I don't go, you know, I don't think federal funding is supposed to have every, you know, nature trail or every little bridge or something else like that. I think those are community projects. I think they're state projects uh, or uh, county city projects, but ones that are of national importance. Absolutely. Um, what I know a lot of the, the headlines on the funding issues are about Ukraine funding, uh, Israel funding, border security. Uh, what is your read on the inclusion of those items? Are they going to be part of these appropriations bills, or do these get done as some sort of a separate uh, funding mechanism? They're going to be most likely separate. They're not going to be in any particular funding thing. Ukraine funding is going to have to be separate from Israel funding. Ukraine funding, uh, President Biden basically writes a blank check. He doesn't have any accountability, anything about where the money's going. There's no plan of victory. We want Ukraine to have a plan of victory. How are they going to uh, beat back Russia and, and stop the dictator's uh, attempt to take over their country? There needs to be a plan. You just can't keep pouring money over something. The allies uh, we have in uh, the Middle East with uh, uh, Israel, um, we've been a longstanding supporter, supporter of Israel. And given the horrible, absolutely horrible terroristic attack, and by the way, I was in the kibbutz a year and a half ago, one of the kibbutzes that was invaded, so many of the individuals that I met there are most likely dead right now, slaughtered in their bed, um, just just tragic. And so, but those two things are very, very different. Um, I think we just have to find the merits and the things that we need to do with Ukraine, and we'll get to the Israel uh, funding separately. Right. Um, how about uh, border uh, funding? How does that look? Yeah, we want to tie the border fund funding to something. And this is even something, uh, Pete, now that Democrats across the country are screaming about. You know, the, the crazy thing is, and just the absolute insanity of this, that Biden has opened up the border. It's now being seen in pretty much every city of the country. But what we're finding is, um, you know, during the Trump administration, the four years, the four years, there were 11 people on the terrorist watch list caught. In the last year of the Biden administration, 167 have been caught. So basically, Biden has said to the world and all the terrorists, hey, come on in the country. Remember, 1.6 million individuals have come into the country and were, got, were getaways, gotaways. They, they got away. They don't know who they are, where they're going, what they are, whether they're terrorists or not. So we have to close our border. It's not only now a matter of just not the right things where people shouldn't be coming in the country illegally. It's now a matter of national security. Yeah, I think it was uh, Tim Scott last night during the debate. He said that he believes there are sleeper cells that are uh, that are in America right now. And he got fact checked by uh, by NBC News saying, oh, that's just his belief. But yeah, you just said absolutely. Yeah, just the numbers would would dictate, I think, just the law of averages would say so. Well, my God, these are all 
Good Lord. Um, things are belief based upon fact. And if we've caught 167 and we know 1.6 million have gotten away, look at just the numbers and, and absolute what fractions would be. I'm sorry, you know, give me a break, people. Yeah. Um, the saddest thing is uh, there are probably, probably are sleeper cells just waiting for us, uh, for waiting for them to do harm and death, bring death upon uh, Americans in America. I saw you mentioned the uh, the attack, and you were at the you were in that region, one of the kibbutzes that was attacked. Um, is there any effort on Capitol Hill to screen some of the video footage for members of Congress to see some of the atrocities to prove that these things occurred to to, to kind of to know what we're dealing with? Um, Pete, I don't really think we need to do that because uh, we've had a briefing about what's going on in Israel. We've had somewhat of that necessarily um, video and everything because we, good Lord, you can publicly source uh, the horrible atrocities that that were that occurred. I don't think that needs to be repeated over and over. If anybody's denying it, uh, they're the biggest damn liar on the earth. It's just like denying the Holocaust. So I don't know that there's necessarily a need to see all the atrocities. They were on publicly sourced news. What we have to do is we have to get to the point where we're going to stop funding these terrorists. Yeah, you look at TikTok, you look at some of the other things that are going on with good-intentioned Americans thinking they're helping out some of the Palestinians who are very, very innocent in this whole thing. They've been used as uh, human shields. But we need to get at the root cause of how they're getting funded and why they're uh, allowed to do what they're able to do. I saw also, yeah, you sent uh, you sent a letter right over to the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen asking uh, yeah. about whether you know donations are actually finding their way to Hamas. Right, and this is uh, you know we we know that this has happened, but the secretary needs to get involved in doing this immediately. Immediately bring us back some answers on what she's doing to help prevent some of the funds funds flowing out of American hands to fund these terrorist organizations. Absolutely criminal. Absolutely criminal. Uh, uh, Congressman Greg Murphy, uh, anything else you want to add before we let you go? Do you, uh, you think is interesting or important for people to know? Yeah. You know, Pete, we're in really, um, so, uh, I don't want to be a downer on these days, but we're in real treacherous times. What mm -hmm. happened in uh, Ukraine started in Afghanistan, and we're fighting a proxy war uh, with via Ukraine with Russia. And we're also fighting a proxy war with China at the same time, showing American resolve. But if you look at the theaters of uh, conflict right now, What's going on in Israel could explode, could absolutely explode if Iran gets in fully. We know they're fighting with proxies. What's going on um, in Ukraine could explode. You know, we know that Iran is supplying Russia with weapons. We know that China, Iran, and Russia are colluding on this. And then if, God forbid, China decides that once, when it wants to go Iran, uh, invade Taiwan, and we ended up having a three-theater war by the United States, um, we've had some real difficulties with recruitment because of the woke policies in the military. I'm not quite sure how America could handle three theaters of war. Yeah. Dr. Greg Murphy, Congressman from North Carolina's 3rd District. Thanks so much for your time today, sir. Appreciate it. All right. God bless. Have a great weekend. You too, sir. Take care. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply, 
at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? We'll get to your calls here. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. To the phone lines we go. Will there be people still there? Let's see. Bob, welcome to the show. Hello, Bob. I'm still here. Hey, walking Bob. How are you, sir? That's right. And in fact, I am walking. So if I sound a little winded, I apologize for that. As we should just have on... a we should just have a standard disclaimer. Like if Bob is if if you're walking, we should just say like say something like uh blah 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 Bob. Or hey, it's I'll Bob. Say, I'm, I'll just say I'm walking here. Yeah, I'm walking here. Yeah, yeah. I like it. All right. <laughs> And I, 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 I walked by this schoolyard, and a 13-year-old girl, this is while I was on hold, about 13 years old, and she said, are you a boy or a girl? So maybe looking like a liberal is, shouldn't be on the top of my list, but that was the first, <laughs> that was the first for me. That really happened. Anyway, I got offered uh, a senior discount the other day at Harris Teeter, and like a fool, I said no. I, uh, at first, I was offended, and then I was walking into the parking lot, and I was like, dang it, I could have got a discount on these groceries just because I got gray hair. Yeah, well, I, I, I've i been getting one of those for a while. Yeah, it's not, and a, con- it's not a contest, Bob. It's not a contest. I, okay. <laughs> All right. So you're saying I didn't win the $50 <laughs> gift certificate no. to Bonefish Grill? You did not. Sorry. No, you did not. Uh, All right, but all right. Let's get to the point of the call. Let's. uh, How about we do that? All right. All right. Let's do it. The conservative position, without looking like a liberal, I hope. But I was. I was going to say that it was unconscionable to censure Talib for what she said, until I realized all they did was also say something. So in which they said something that's correct, in my opinion. But uh, to take further action on Tlaib for something she said would be really bad. But, I, but it brings up this phrase, from the river to the sea. Mm-hmm. And I want to know how everyone, or most, I know that a lot of people mean it in the worst way that we have deciphered. But a while back, and Nikki Haley was the governor of South Carolina when they pulled the Confederate flag off of the Capitol property. Mm-hmm. And there was always that thing. One side said, it's heritage. Mm-hmm. The other side said, it's hate. Mm-hmm. Now, are, are some people, and, and some of these knuckleheads that are out there protesting, they, they, don't, they don't know what it means. They just hear somebody saying it, and they say it. And, you know, Hamas lies to the world. They also lie to their own people. So some people genuinely believe what they've been told. Mm -hmm. We take, generally, we take Israel at face value, and we should because they're our ally. But, you know, can we say what someone means when they say something? 
Right. So and, I right. So here's the thing. I'm holding them to the same standard. The the Confederate flag, and by the way, when it was on the top of the Capitol Dome in South Carolina, I did not support it being there because the it, the, the only flags that should be up there should be the state flag and the U.S. flag. That was my position. Hundred percent agree. Right. When I they, agree. Then they move it to the Capitol grounds. They put it down, whatever, onto the on the uh, on the grounds, and then they the uh, the effort was made to get rid of it from there too, and. The argument was, like you said, heritage versus hate, and the the people who are saying that uh, the impact, not the intent, is what matters, right? Well, then, mm-hmm. then, then the people who are impacted get to dictate the outcome. Therefore, I am now applying that same standard, so the impact of River to the Sea means to a vast, large number of people, if not most people— that Palestine, quote-unquote, shall control all of the area from the Jordan River all the way to the Mediterranean, and that means Israel no longer exists. That is calling for the eradication of the entire state of Israel. So, therefore, I, that the impact that I have uh, received is that there, that's a genocidal claim. And because of the standards set forth by the left, uh, that's what matters. That is the only thing that is relevant, is impact, not intent. So, here we are. Well, I think I think to assume that everyone means the same thing when they say it uh, isn't isn't fair. And I'm not apologizing for sure Palestine in I think, any way. No, but Bob, I think that I think that is a legitimate argument to have made a month ago, uh, maybe even yes, a week, uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago. At this point, there has been enough pushback, and and that's why I think the censure is necessary because it highlights. For people that are dumbasses that don't know what it means, it now maybe they will get the message. Whereas before, they could have just been, uh, you know, blissfully ignorant. Uh, it's a fair point, Bob. I appreciate the call. I got to run to news. I got Mark and Earl on the line. I'll get you guys up next. A uh, quick reminder that uh, folks uh, who are looking for something to do, uh, charitable work, good deed, get the whole family involved. You can send an email to Thanksgiving at CharlotteRescueMission.org. And then they will respond and give you a complete list of all of the items needed to build a food box, a Thanksgiving food box that will then be delivered to a local family to share in the spirit of Thanksgiving. And so you just fill it with the stuff that they uh, give you on the list, you know, like a turkey, obviously, uh, stovetop stuffing mix, not dressing note. It says stuffing. Not that I'm trying to have that debate before it is time, but we will. Cranberry sauce, yams beans, that sort of stuff. Send an email to thanksgiving at charlotterescuemission.org. Get the complete list of the items needed, and thank you very much for your help. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Let's go back to the phone lines. Next up, we have Mark. Hello, Mark. Welcome to the program. Uh, thank you, Pete. Um, yes, welcome to the uh, other side of the debate. I... Um, I repeat all this uh, again. I watch these debates dispassionately as if I am Harry and Mary in their living room inviting five guests, inviting eight guests over for dinner, and we're sitting in our living room, and I'm hearing all of the people on the panel on the stage last night for the first time. Mm-hmm. I'm primarily going to talk about the line of the night, um, 
We need to treat the Muslim Brotherhood like the KKK. Kudos to the director for the camera switching to show one of the moderators in the foreground and the microphones being so sensitive that the Congos in the background stopped. Uh, a deafening silence from the audience. That was uh, so Nikki that Haley. To mind. Yeah, Nikki Haley Pardon was. Me? Nikki Haley had said, "No, it wasn't the Muslim Brotherhood. I believe it was Hamas." Uh, the, and like people would not be. The, and she was telling. Uh, she was saying that the uh, universities, leaders in these universities, uh, are treating these uh, uh, these uh, attacks or uh, I don't know what you know the targeting of Jewish protest. students uh, and the protests. Right. That if the, you need to treat them like it's the KKK. Right. Okay. That wasn't a fallacious statement. I had the my my sibling and I had the um, privilege of attending K through twelve in a uh, school district where the school board entirely thought as parents in our standardized American history text for seventh graders. That was in there. The KKK as being anti-Semitic. Yeah. As well. Oh well, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, one other thing. Uh, one other thing uh, here. Um, NBC would have ran thirty seconds to a minute over to getting to the spin room. Uh, I don't recall if Governor Chris Christie was called on for his one minute close. Um, and I just thought I'd bring that to the attention. And if someone can correct me on that, I am welcome to be corrected. Um, I don't know if he was or not. Let me see if my notes here. Uh, I don't have a note about him. So, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to go back and pull the audio to see for sure. But, Mark, I, I appreciate the call. Uh, thanks so much. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Let's see if Earl is uh, is on the line. Hello, Earl. Yeah, how you doing, bro? Hey, hey, man. I'm all right. What's going on? All right. So about uh, Akib Tlaib and the squad that are saying that, you know, supporting Hamas because they're oppressed. Here's what I want to know. Would they continue to support them if a bunch of them came up through Mexico, into the United States through our open borders, and slaughtered Americans, or maybe even showed up at their house, beheaded their husband, and killed their babies? Well, Would I they think... still support them? Well, no, I think it would be different... Um, if it if they were targeted by Hamas, and I don't know if they actually would be. I don't think Talib would be targeted uh, by Hamas because she has been a supporter of theirs, right? She's been giving voice to their arguments, helping them along with their propaganda efforts. And but so I I'd, understand, right? But now, now to the first, right? But in your first example of if they had just come across, if Hamas has come uh, come across the border and just slaughtered a whole bunch of Americans somewhere in the neighborhood of like thirty thousand Americans, to be proportionate with the attack on Israel. Um, I don't know if she would uh, give voice to these sentiments. She might. She very well might. I, but I don't know. Politically, I think that a lot of the members of the squad would be very, very hesitant because they would be able to read the room, so to speak. You know, I think politically they would recognize that that is not a good move for them. They may have to wait a little while. I think that they are empowered by media and uh, the protests on campus and such and these DEI uh, idiots 
uh, I think that empowers them to make these arguments and defenses of Hamas when it's Israel, when it happened over there. I think that's what empowers them. If it happened here, I don't think they would be saying the same thing. I don't either. I hope they wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I but, hope they wouldn't. Yeah. But I'm not so sure, man. <laughs> right. Well, I'm not either. I'm just guessing, too, Earl. I guess I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt on that, but I don't know maybe, for sure either. Maybe somebody should ask them that question. Well, they would never do you know, They would never come across the border. They would never attack America, even though they say we're the great Satan, Israel's little Satan. You know, even though they say these things, you never know. Come on now. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question, Earl. I appreciate it. No problem, buddy. Bye. All right. See you. Um, all right, let's. I actually do have a bunch of audio clips here from the uh, from the debate. Not well, not many. I've got some. Um, this one, I I always love watching the uh, the coverage afterwards after the debates, whether it's the spin room stuff or uh, uh, where they bring the candidates up and they they sit in front, like usually like on like some directors chairs, and then the anchors of the coverage, not the moderators of the debate, but the anchors who also work for NBC, of course, they then ask the candidates some follow-up questions and that sort of thing. And, uh, and I always love when the, when the hosts in providing their analysis, quote unquote, they always talk about how great the moderators did in really getting to the heart of the matter and, and sussing out some of the, the answers and all of that. Like, okay, okay guys. Yeah. I think we did a fantastic job. <laughs> uh, like as if, as if they would ever say that their colleagues did not do a fantastic job, right? So if you're never going to say that your colleagues totally bricked the 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 moderating of the debate, if you're never going to say that, then uh, maybe don't say you did your your colleagues did a fantastic job, because now it just sounds like uh, you're being a sycophant, you know? Okay. Um, I thought this was the best answer. So this was, um, these are all chronological, by the way. So these uh, audio clips, um, they're chronological. And I'm going to start off with the first question right out of the gate, which was about, of course, Donald Trump. Um, and I thought the best answer to this was given by Ron DeSantis. I'll tell you what he said in a minute, or I'll let you listen. I'll let you hear what he said. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. Got a bunch of audio clips from the debate last night. Also, we'll be talking to Tyler Voigt from uh, Americans for Prosperity, North Carolina, next hour uh, about his reaction to the debate. And if you want to weigh in on what you saw or heard from the debate as well, feel free to do so. You can also shoot me an email, Pete, at thepetecalendarshow.com. All right. So the very first question that was thrown out to the five candidates on stage last night, and it was... uh, Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, and Vivek Ramaswamy. Those were the five people on the stage. And uh, I thought the best answer given to this uh, first question, uh, why are you a better nominee instead of Donald Trump? Uh, I thought it came from Ron DeSantis. Here was his answer. Now, if you look where we are now, it's a lot different than we were in 2016. And Donald Trump's a lot different guy than he was in 2016. He owes it to you to be on this stage and explain why he should get another chance. He should explain why he didn't have Mexico pay for the border wall. He should explain why he racked up so much debt. He should explain why he didn't drain the swamp. And he said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night, I'm sick of 
of Republicans losing. In Florida, I showed how it's done. One year ago here, we want a historic victory, including a massive landslide right here in Miami-Dade County. That's how we have to do it. All right. So I thought that was the best answer addressing uh, why he's the best uh, candidate, but also why Trump needs to defend his record. Right. He, he's not automatically owed the nomination again. I, I don't know if he's going to you know, win the, the GOP primary. I don't know if he's going to be the nominee. But I, I and I've been consistent on this. No matter what the race is that you owe it to the people that you are asking for the job to do an interview, right? You you owe it to us to get on the stage, debate your opponents, so I can get a measure of you and how you're going to handle yourself in a debate with opponents. And maybe both uh, Trump and Biden, maybe they both think, well, you know what, I'm going to get the nomination, and so I'm not going to even debate at all. Maybe that's the play. And maybe if um, if Trump were not so far ahead in the polls, maybe he would do a debate because that's a common tactic. Right. And that's and it's not an indictment on him. It, everybody like Ted Budd. Sorry, Ted Budd. He you know, Ted Budd didn't debate when you're winning. So or, or when you're so far ahead in the polls, the leading candidate doesn't feel like they need to debate because there's just a lot of downside. And I get that. I do. I totally get that. But I don't owe a politician anything, let alone my vote. I don't owe them anything. Nobody owes a politician anything. They're asking for a job. And they should show up for the interview. Uh, let me go over here and get Don on the program. Hello, Don. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Hey. Uh, I got two two things. The first is I see a lot of people, including my senator from South Carolina, Lindsey Graham, and other uh the politicians talk about how we ought to make Iran notice what we're going to do if they continue uh, what they're doing with uh, inciting all these uh, insurgents. So my question is, what suggestions does Lindsey Graham or any of the Republicans have ought to be done to Iran to straighten them out? That's the first question. And then the second question is about Donald Trump. I heard him say that he brought in uh, from China millions of dollars into the uh, federal uh, coffers. I don't think he understands what tariffs do. Uh, tariffs, uh, the person, uh, China didn't pay the tariffs. The Americans who bought the Chinese good paid the tariffs. So I don't think he understands what tariffs do. China didn't lose a nickel doing it. But that, that's my two questions, and I'd, I'd like for somebody to tell me what we ought to do with, with Iran to get their attention other than perhaps bombing the, their nuclear reactor sites. Well, that Thank I you. mean, that would be an overt act of war, I think, Don, right? Go, going into their country yeah. and bombing facilities would be an overt act of war. And so they're using proxies right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we just, uh, yesterday, the Defense Department announced that we did bombing raids in Syria. So we, we, yeah. we, we sent, um, yeah, I, I don't know if they were drone strikes. Or no, actually, they were, I think they were fighter jets that, uh, that went in and... Uh, they hit some targets in Syria where uh, these proxy terrorist organizations had been launching attacks against American bases in Syria and Iraq. Um, they had been launching attacks from. And uh, if you uh, and I don't know what every single Republican in Congress would advocate for or agree to with regard to Iran. I think it would 
it would largely depend on how uh, muscular Iran's intervention would look, right? I mean, if Iran just keeps doing these proxy things, then you probably just keep seeing what what we just did. If Iran amps it up, if they start increasing the uh, the scope and, and scale of the attacks, then uh, then I, I suspect you would see calls for greater types of intervention. Well, I, I think that, that's, that's my point. I think Biden, for all his faults, is using a measured approach to this. I mean, you can't... Uh, we're not going to bomb Iran. And so uh, people are... Some of the Republicans, I know Lindsey Graham talks about, we need to tell them what we're going to do. I, I don't know what we can do other than over an act of war to get their attention because mm-hmm. they are spread out with these proxies all over the world. Right. They're quite- going to be fighting... Well, I was going to say, the, the question is whether or not Iran believes we would hit them back if they were to increase their attacks, right? It's about projection of strength, and does Iran believe that Biden would actually do something more than what we've just done? Well, the question is, which of the Republican nominees would do more? I, su- <laughs> I, I suspect all yeah. of them except Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. Yeah, I well, think uh, I think four uh, of the five of them up on that stage last night would would absolutely do more. Um, well, the question is, what would they do uh, at this point to in, uh, encourage Iran not to do these things? I don't know what what you can do mm-hmm. other than what they're doing now. You know, you take out the the proxies, the stuff. You know. Well, I got one it, idea. It, you it, don't you don't free up their money. You know, you don't give them back the pallets of cash. You don't you, you don't let them make it easy. You don't make it easier for them to be funding the proxies, which is what the Biden administration did and the Obama administration did as well. Right. So like the the, well, the, the question, though, is legally, can are we just going to withhold uh, under the rules of international law? They were entitled to the money back and that and that the situation. They're just going to say to hell with it <laughs> and do what you want to do. I, I, I'm, sometimes I'm in favor of that, but uh, uh, I'm not. So l- sure. let me but ask you this. Question. All right. So, okay. so if you're if you're going to make an appeal to international law, um, do you see us as morally equivalent to Iran? Not at all. Okay. That's the reason we 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 take America has always at least in theory taken the high road in these kinds of things. Um, it's a difficult situation for everybody in mm-hmm. this thing. And the Israelis are, for instance, are in a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. They have wanted to take over the Gaza Strip for the last decades. No, that's not true. Don, that's not true. Israel wants nothing to do with the Gaza Strip. They would love to have that go back to Egypt. They want, But Egypt won't take it. Egypt doesn't want it either. Well, that, that's not what uh, Bibi says. He says we're going to be there ro- running it. Now they and are. They yeah, now they have to be, Don. Yeah. Don, yeah. now they have to be. They don't. They never wanted to be there. 